0: Hey, what's up, guys? This is Carson, and this is Slow Club Podcast. Thank you all for tuning into this episode. Uh, I'm really thankful to be recording again. It's been a little bit, uh, but there's been a lot going on, so I hope I can unpack that a little bit um, as we continue to go through this fall season. So no matter where you are, I hope uh, your fall is going well. Um, One thing that I get to enjoy here in... Uh, Kentucky is uh, all four seasons and so I've been blessed by uh, the beautiful uh, trees and the leaves falling as well as uh, the uh, change in almost astronomy really is uh, being able to see the moon so close Um, this morning it was uh, beautiful and so that's been really a blessing. So I just want to welcome everyone to the podcast, and um, a reminder to everyone. I know a lot of you guys have been listening for a while, but uh, you know, Slow Club Podcast is really a space for uh, discussing spiritual practices, um, talking about uh, you know the the state of your soul, slowing down your life, uh, those kinds of things, and um, and that's really been a passion of mine for years, and I find that I'm the healthiest person I can be uh, when I live into that, uh, especially when I live into the slow life. Um, And so that's really important. And so if you want to join the Slow Club, then, you know, listen to the podcast, and I think you'll pick up on uh, what it means to live a slower life. And I also want to say a special thank you To all those who have supported the podcast and who are subscribed to the podcast uh, and share it with friends. Uh, It's just, it's really pretty awesome when um, I have people that, you know, send me something or I see them and they just mention they listened to an episode and they really enjoyed it. Uh, That just really blesses me and kind of encourages me to keep going and keep recording different episodes and exploring different things in the spiritual life. Uh, And so I appreciate you guys. So to open up the good life, let's talk about that. So the good life, I uh, actually am in a, a master's degree class where uh, it was brought up James K.A. Smith. He's got the book, You Are What You Love. And I personally haven't read that book, but we talked about the concept in the class of um, asking, you know, what, what is the good life for you um, and how does that Relate to your daily living um, and and you know when I think of that, I think one it's important for us to reflect on, which is you know why I want to talk about it on the podcast, but it's sort of like your what is your idea of heaven or heaven coming to earth? What does that look like you know like if if you could snap your fingers and be living the life you want to live. Um, What would it look like? Um, and, And I think that's helpful because it gives you an idea of maybe where your heart is. You know, so if you could snap your fingers and you could have the best life you can imagine, what is it? Just take a second to reflect on that. And then I would even add that as you imagine what that good life is, think about what what does the good life look like long-term. So you might be thinking to yourself, you know, maybe like me, you're like, oh, you know, if I had a beach house um, somewhere, you know, um, just relaxing, it's, you know, I'm, somewhat living the retired life you know that's kind of what can come to mind for some people and i'll talk more about what comes to mind for me but um you know if you imagine that but then imagine living that long term imagine like that sustainability of that good life vision and i think what i often realize is is my visions of the good life if i actually lived it for longer you know then i would be really sad you know because sometimes my visions of the good life. They they might be slow even. They might be living slow. They might be walking slowly with God, humbly with God and loving God. Um, but, you know, along the way, you end up, you're like, oh, wait, I, I, I didn't think of the good life involving community. Or I didn't think of the good life involving like working really hard and then feeling accomplished, you know? Um, and so it's good to think more long-term and think about those kinds of things. Another good question to ask is what characteristics does that vision of the good life have? And then finally what does that tell you about your values and your life direction? So let me talk about what I think the good life is for me. Uh, So I'm going to talk a little bit more about this later but you know, I've been burnt out. I've been just maxed out into um, and, and a place of just heartbreak, you know. And um, I, in that, you know, when I think of the good life, I think of, you know, a cabin in the woods, a house on the beach. I think of, you know, probably some time to myself would be good. Um, and then maybe some time with my family, right. Uh, but I think if I was totally honest, and, um, you know, I've talked about this with some people before, and I've actually had a dream, a like reoccurring dream for a while, um, that, you know, I was in a place where it's like, it's like a small, you know, cul de sac or like little neighborhood, and all the people I loved lived in that neighborhood, um, you know, and we, we were able to, um, see each other and things were provided for, you know, uh, we, we didn't go hungry, you know, and it was interesting when I first had that reoccurring dream, just, I felt like that pointed to a deep longing in me really for heaven, you know? And so I think sometimes the good life can push you into a vision of what heaven could look like heaven on earth. And for me, you know, Heaven on earth is is essentially, uh, you know, living in a neighborhood um, with people that you know and you love and um, getting to share that love together, um, being provided for, not having to worry about those kinds of things, you know. Um, But I would also add that sometimes thinking the good life, it's good to be realistic about what our life is on earth. And so if I was going to say that, I would say... You know, I want to just live personally as a, you know, a good husband, a good father. Um, And I would really aim in my life uh, to, as that plays out, that, you know, one day I'd love to own a home um, with my wife. And for us to have room in that home for our growing family uh for us to flourish um you know I'd love to have a stable job uh that is you know something that I can um sink my teeth into so to speak and I'd love to you know have deep relationships a uh, a faithful worshiping community those kinds of things and I would say in part I do have that right now um, But as I'm maturing and growing, I think I'm learning to see the good life is right in front of me, which I think that's an important piece, but also learning to see that some of these longings that I have point to a place in my heart that I shouldn't ignore. You know, so for me, uh, it's become increasingly uh, a value of mine to have a, uh, you know, a sense of security. And I don't mean like, you know, a security blanket meaning a bunch of wealth or, you know, like I mentioned, it doesn't exclusively have to be a perfect job or whatever. But I think a security knowing and trust of what God's doing, like having a full trust of God, um, but then also having a way in which um, you feel clear in your conscience and secure that God is at work in your life, and that you're being faithful in that. And I would, I would just say honestly, in this season I'm in now is, um, it's it's definitely a liminal space. I've been really challenged because I, I'm in seminary by a lot of classes. I think I know where the Lord's leading us, but it's a little bit of a wild frontier. Uh, I also want to be faithful with my family, that I am not going to drag my family, you know, to Timbuktu. And I mean, unless there's like some crazy word of the Lord that is just out of nowhere and it makes things clear like that. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to harm my family out of some, you know, ideas of grandeur. You know, I mean, sadly, I've seen that so much in ministry. And I think that's also why it's important to slow down. It's important to slow down and actually assess your values Assess what your heart is saying to you, in conjunction with the work of the Holy Spirit, uh, because it's so easy, and I do this all the time. And I, I'm getting ready to talk about an instance I did this. Um, to where your your passions, your um, zeal for like either you know wanting to win people's approval or to achieve or you know to to go to this place that you can miss uh, what discerning this kind of the slow pace of life and um, it's easy to get ahead of yourself. Uh, So I say that and I, I just wanted to open with talking about the good life and I think it's an important exercise that I mean at least once a year if not twice a year that you you really do like a weekend assessment of your values and your conscience, in a, you know, in a sense that how are you living? Does that line up with what God has shown you about the good life? And if it doesn't, then it's time to maybe think about some changes. So. Okay, so. It was my birthday recently. My wife was so sweet, and she... Uh, made t-shirts, slow club t-shirts. They are sick. They are just awesome. <laughs> and they have chipmunks on them uh, in a uh, homage to Earl the Chipmunk, which I told on this podcast I think a while back, is you know, the story of me having a staring contest with a chipmunk to which the Lord really spoke through this chipmunk to me not literally, obviously, the chipmunk did not talk, (laughs) but spoke to me about how, you know, look at this chipmunk. This chipmunk will live probably, you know, five or six years. And then that chipmunk will die. And God is pleased with this little chipmunk. And it was just such a moving time. And so if you're interested in a Slow Club t-shirt message me and I can send you what they look like and, um, you know, have a way that you can pay for one or whatever, but, um, you know, they're, they're pretty cool. And they're that comfort colors brand. So they're really comfortable. It's similar to the life is good shirts, which are like my favorite shirts. Um, and so, uh, yeah. So if you're interested in a slow club shirt, you know, it says slow club podcast, it's got the chipmunk on it. Um, and then underneath it, It says, slow down and live. Uh, So if that's interest to you, then feel free to reach out, shoot me an email, and uh, I'll see if I can get one to you. So moving on to the next thing is, uh, so why it's been a while since I've recorded. Um, And I just want to talk about being stuck. So I've been in a really hard place. As I mentioned, I've been burned out, bitter. And in a state of frantic um, and this happened in large part because you know decisions I made previously you know this isn't just something that I stumbled into and I think a lot of people would do this we we get a new job we um, you know have a new baby <laughs> we commit to some thing at church or something and then before we know it we're in the rat race we're doing so much we can't even remember who we are um, and that's been heartbreaking for me uh, it really has been um, and for me it's it's it, it was a breakthrough moment when I realized that something needs to change for me to slow down and just be with God um, and then it, I have you have to actually act on that you have to actually act. To make life slow down. Uh, otherwise, you feel like you're just stuck in the hamster wheel. Uh, and and you know, I wanted to share this because you know it happens even to the slow club guy. You know, like uh, a friend of mine, Samuel, was mentioning that and it was pretty funny. Uh, that you know, guys, it, it happens. It's it's so easy to get way ahead of yourself. And I think there's seasons of life. Uh, well, and this is what I've talked about in this podcast before. There are really two different ways to understand slowing down. And um, to me, being at peace in your soul. There's the internal way and there's the external way. So the external circumstances of your life do not necessarily have to affect the internal state of peace in Jesus. That does not necessarily have to affect that. Um, but, in my experience, the longer the externals by just the 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 weight of attrition are weighing down on you say that you 're overworked you're you 're doing way too much, then eventually that inner self you 're going to lose track of who you are in the Lord and you 're going to lose that place of peace um, and so it 's not a it 's not just oh well let me um, Slow down my inner self so that I can handle all this stuff and it's all fine. There are times when you may have worked your best in the Lord to slow down and be in the Spirit, but maybe your life is just literally out of control. You're just doing too much and you need to listen to the Spirit and make a change. But then that can go in the reverse. Say you're literally doing nothing. <laughs> you have nothing going on in your life. You have an abundance of free time. You have complete time to relax, be with the Lord. But internally, your posture of your heart is, is disturbed. It's, it's, um, it's in a place that's upset. And that needs to be going to the Lord and being brought back to His peace. Um, being brought back to, you know, Jesus says in John fourteen twenty seven, the peace I leave with you, the peace I give you, I give not as the world gives. So do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid that the Lord longs to give us his peace. And I think he daily wants to do that. Um, but we also have to be obedient to hear him out whenever we realize like, yo, we're doing too much. <laughs> and how did I get here? How did I get here? That That has been a question that I've wanted to ask myself over and over is, how did I get here? How did I get from knowing the good life, literally? I mean, knowing the good life, knowing how to slow down, really have a posture of Sabbath, live into Sabbath, go to the parks, be with the Lord, have deep relationships, and then to a place of just complete over-busyness. You know, and I think for me, just to be transparent, it happened because in some ways I didn't have a choice. And I know this sounds like a dumb dumb thing to say, but I actually felt a comfort in the spirit when I was reflecting on this that, you know, it, it, when it came down to it, my wife and I did not have a place to live. And this is like, not that the housing crisis is over, but we're in a kind of a tough spot in housing in, in the United States for a lot of places. The rent is either way too high um, or it's, um, you know, it's it's just hard to find a place to live. And so especially the area that I'm in, there are not a lot of rentals, you know, and we're not in a position yet to buy and not that there was very many of those available either. Um, but we're, um, you know, so we look around and we're like, wow, there's not a lot of rentals. And if there are, they're way overpriced. You know, what do we do? And then there was a the place opened up that also meant, um, you know, I was going to end up having to be b- b- really busy. Um, and I knew it, you know. And so I, I personally bit the bullet so that my family could have some sort of stability. We could have a place to go. And I'm still dealing with that to this day uh now i've i've had to be honest with like my job and everything about where i'm at and they've been awesome um but you know i think sometimes in life we get in those situations and so i felt the comfort of the lord speaking to me that i was being a good father and a good husband by doing that and that he knows that i'm strapped right now <laughs> um but this is for a very short season this is not what I know I'm meant to live as. And I can still build in practices of being alone, solitude, you know. I mean, I'm I'm still able to, after work, you know, take an hour or take a couple hours or whatever and go. Just be with the Lord. Maybe that's only once a week. But if it brings my heart back to me, um, brings me back to knowing the loving voice of the Lord then it's absolutely worth it, you know. But it's – and that's why I said at the beginning of this that being stuck – and, you know, I, I know for me, I feel stuck. And it's really broken my heart also to think of the many people who are stuck, um, either financially um, or they're stuck emotionally or things like that, uh, that I think that's, that's a call to the church to be tender, to those people um, that may be dealing with these situations and then help coach them to a place of health and be on the lookout for how to help them do that. You know, um, that's, I think, an important, important thing. So a tip that I would give if you're feeling stuck is are you taking care of yourself? Are you taking care of yourself? And I would put a premium on tending to your soul. So it's good to exercise. It's good to, um, you know, emotionally deal with some things, which this goes along with your soul, but uh, it's good to um, eat well. But you also need to understand, like, tending to your heart, asking what's going on in your heart can lead to, Peace and better direction in those other areas, versus if you're upset in your soul, then most likely how you eat, how you exercise, how you live in relationships, those are going to be um, beat up. Uh, and so, and then the other question I would pose to you is: um, Are you living relationally whole? You know this. This was a thing that dawned on me the other day. Um, you know, I actually shared this on my YouTube channel uh, video about Christian leadership is that, you know, I really only have the capacity for so many relationships. And it's good to take a relational inventory of what relationships you have in your circles that you're living into. But it's also important that as you're asking the question, am I living relationally whole, that you also are checking in to see are those relationships um ones that I'm able to invest in you know so and so's of my friend for example, am I connecting with him or you know my wife that's like a big one am I having time with her, tending to that relationship you know so it's not just about realizing who's in your circles, but are you being faithful in those relationships? Um, That is a huge, huge piece. So guys, um, just as I come to a close on this episode, um, I uh, appreciate you guys, and I I really hope this has been helpful for you as some things to ponder and reflect on. But again, I want to come back to that beautiful fall weather here in Kentucky that uh, I'm so blessed to be able to live into that um, fall, fall weather, uh, and what's interesting, you know, I had a birthday recently, and the passing of time, you know, that when you think about getting older, you think about time going by, uh, it's very humbling, and what it's been teaching me, and I've been learning actually a lot in my class that I'm in currently, is to learn to be faithful, Learn to be faithful. And now this, I think, can come with different meanings. Some people take faithfulness. That means shut up and don't share your heart. You know, don't talk to God about what you're struggling with in your current situation. No, that's not what I'm talking about. (laughs) Learning to be faithful is far more about us learning in the midst of our current situation, seeking God. It's not about necessarily, never complaining. It's not about, um, not wrestling with it. It's about being faithful to actually just be in relationship with God where you're at and asking him to show you what his goodness is doing. Don't look too far ahead in your life. Look at where you're at and be faithful in it. And I think that is a critical piece of slowing down your life, but also, um, Understanding the passing of time, you know, and learning to not be uh, so focused on the next thing or who I'm going to become or any of that. Um, You know, I I recently did a uh, biblical uh, project for one of my classes, an exegesis or, you know, an interpretation of a passage to which. I looked in the Greek uh, for the, uh, you must be perfect. There, you know, as, as your Father in heaven is perfect. It's interesting, the word perfect um, is a, a word connected to telos. And I, I love when you reflect on what Jesus is saying. He's saying, you must be perfect. He's saying, you must meet your end. And our end is him. So we must meet our end. We must become complete and we must meet him in that, you know, and, and I think the pressure to meet is taken off of that because it's, it's the Lord bringing us to that end. It's not on our own bootstraps, (laughs) you know, he's bringing us to that end. And so guys, uh, I hope we can seek the good life and, uh, I hope as you reflect on your life that you can get a deeper insight into your heart and, and not to diminish what your heart is saying because I really believe the Holy Spirit is, is often speaking through the wellspring of our heart. And if we push that down, we may be missing a critical compass to knowing what God is leading us to and how he wants to comfort us. Uh, so, guys, this has been Carson, uh, and this is Slow Club Podcast, you guys. I'm so excited to be back on the podcast and uh, recording. And uh, love love to hear your all's feedback, as always. Email me at slowoneclub at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, hey, if you haven't listened to some of the past episodes, that maybe you've never listened before. I encourage you to listen to those and love to hear your feedback on those as well. Uh, and share with your friends too, guys, like if, if there are people that you think would be blessed by this podcast, some of the things that I reflect on, um, that I encourage you to share that with them. Uh, and you know, let's all grow the slow club. We'll all live the slow life together, uh, as we walk with Jesus. So blessings, you all, and hope to see you soon. I know many of you guys I get to see in person, which is a blessing. So, And also, email me if you want a T-shirt. I almost forgot uh, because we've got T-shirts. If you need one, you know, a Christmas gift, Thanksgiving turkey gift, whatever. You know, you could dress your turkey up in a T-shirt, whatever you want to do. <laughs> uh, then shoot me an email, and uh, I'll get you a way that you can uh, get a shirt. So thanks so much, guys.